welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. Each week it's games, news, and more from the classics to the current gen as we explore gaming's infinite ever-changing landscape. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. So I cannot believe, after 145 episodes of this show, my audio would go ahead and decide to be fuzzy last week. Oh, <laughs> you're gonna start off with that? See, I was like, I was like, you know, I, I I didn't have a lot of time to think of an intro to week, so why not get some mileage off oh, of that that happened know, last I, week? <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. I had an interesting topping I wanted to start off with, but we'll talk about, I guess, just how. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get to that in a second. Just wanted to bring that up. Funny. <laughs> That usually it's me that's having some type of like mess up, either I'm cut out or or something is is, is yeah. Never so been every you. now and then you might have like thirty seconds of audio that gets cut for whatever reason, and usually I can kind of stitch the edit together to make it like coherent. I think there might have only been one time where I just had to like record a little cut in of me saying what you said because like the the, the literal time it came up would not make any sense, but it, it's very rare that something like that happens mm-hmm. but like to have my audio fuzzy the whole episode and of course we have no idea until after we record but i was like it better not be my mic but i recorded that little like note for the beginning of the episode to like retest it i'm like okay it sounds fine so i guess it was just like a like a random mis mishap yeah so that 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 was that was you know a whole a whole, ep- you know, I guess a first time for something, so that happened. But yeah. thankfully it wasn't that bad. It wasn't like like speaking through the the headphone audio like we did in the test episodes. Like yeah. a little behind the scenes of like when we did test episodes, the first time we ever recorded a test episode, um, we were using a, a non mono channel, and you could you could hear what I'm saying on Robert's audio and what Robert is it saying. It was on my oh, audio. Don't, don't, I remember <laughs> this that. was. This was like three and a half years ago. <laughs> I remember that though. It was a clear as day. Yeah, we were... and I was like, "How do we fix this?" It was a stereo, <laughs> and then we thought just put it in mono, and now and now. Yeah. Fix it. Anyway, but all right. <laughs> what's up? <laughs> I had an idea. I was thinking about all week when I was like, "What's a moment where you look back and you're like, man, we had it good before you know it got ruined by or that that was like I I regret." not jumping in when it was at its best or or because because we're playing modern warfare 2 right sure and i'm thinking yes granted i was very young i was never technically allowed nor i think i would have the funds to be during the prime time of like call of duty like with modern warfare 2 and like black ops 1 and stuff like that but it was just like i guess if i could look back i'm like yeah that was like prime time like Everyone just everyone was just on that. So it was just like, what a what a weird way to look at it. Where it was just like I was living through such a a great time where it's like every that, that was like I guess say not say it's peak, but it was just it was just a great time. And I just and I went through that. And I was just like, oh man, that was like I didn't know how good I had it. Yeah, I feel like maybe I'm misunderstanding the question, but I feel like as somebody who's played Fallout Four, 
I like wish I was there for the discourse of three in New Vegas when those came out. No, yeah, that's that what I mean. Like the type of game. Oh yeah, it's like, okay. That. I wish like I like I didn't realize how good I had it. So it's either I participated and I miss it, or it's just like I wish I participated in something more because I didn't realize how great it was before before now. Yeah. And like conversely, like you might have participated in something like a like a Call of Duty Black Ops one or like a Mass Effect two, and then nowadays you see things like the way things have gotten with live services or like Mass Effect Andromeda, which wasn't that good, and you'd be like, Man, it was really that much better. Um mm-hmm. actually the game we're playing for a Halloween episode makes me think, Man, we did really have it good and simple back in, you know, the 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 early twenty tens. <laughs> compared to now um so yeah that's an interesting thing to look at there's a few games that are like that um god probably gta might feel like that for some people because the older ones were a lot more simple a lot more memorable a lot less like chaos going around them a lot Mm -hmm. of a lot less like you know having to update things here or there i don't know i think i feel like I feel like in general we could say that like we missed the simpler time when games weren't full of daily challenges or login bonuses or stuff like that. A time before the mobile mindset got into AAA games. I would also say uh, a very like dying like hobby is midnight releases. They kind of tend never to happen anymore. They oh yeah, just they switched to nine right. after a yeah, while because they just we'll just release it during. The, but like remember when like people would go and camp out for a brand new game and it was just like yeah they would wait for that when that time hit twelve o'clock and the store stores would stay open. They would have people. It's crazy thing about it. they would have people stay till midnight for work and they'll be like all right we're doing a midnight release of this brand new game that's like no longer a thing. I've been to four um midnight releases i did the first one i ever did was brawl for the Wii, and then i did final fantasy 13 i did final fantasy 13 2 and the last midnight release i ever went to was uh funnily enough the last of us and boy when i tell you that that first day ended in, a, <laughs> in some <laughs> disappointment <laughs> oh um, but yeah have you oh, ever gone to a midnight release i saw i went to the red Dead redemption 2 midnight release oh see yeah i I got mine, I think, at midnight, but I didn't, like, go actively, like, wait in line for it. I, I went and I, because be I, I, I was like, oh, I pre-ordered here. Yeah, I, I wanted the physical, so I was like, I need it, I need to get it, midnight release and get it. But I was also going to say, oh, what was it, what was it, <laughs> I saw a post that was saying, Destiny 2 is the retirement home for all old first-person shooter gamers. <laughs> it's where all, like, old, just, like, classic first-person shooter gamers just go and retire. The problem with Destiny 2 is that the gameplay to me is so refined and good, but everything around it is just exactly what I think is wrong with modern AAA games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you know what? I went to Persona 5 Midnight release too, but I think that's after they um, switched it to 9pm. So, 9pm mm-hmm. release or whatever. But yeah, yeah. Destiny 2, Midnight releases, video yeah, but, games. <laughs> but thinking about just like, oh man, those those really were like... I wonder if people who listen to this can also think about just times where they were just like, oh, man, like, I wish I participated more because those, those, like I said, I had it good before I, it, you know, it went down. Yeah, there's whole genres like this, too, like beat-em-ups. Like, they just don't make them like they used to nowadays. And then when we have the rare case of a Streets of Rage 4 and Ninja Turtles, um, it, it's a super special game. But, of course, like, back in the day, mm-hmm. you could, you know 
close your eyes at the store and wave your finger around oh, the game dude. case and like five out of six games would be a beat-em-up when you could go to a, like any general store and just go and just see just a whole line full of game cubes and ps2s and games that mean, will be so man. rare down the line like <laughs> exactly it was like oh man i had it good like when you could go to a store and they that's another one here's the thing when you go to a store and it wasn't just like we have 10 copies of this brand new games no they would have just rows of like this is the brand new game and you know it's gonna be here for a while with the console if, you, if you're getting the console too like if you this is your first time getting it, we'll have it there like now you you're lucky enough to just find a new game at least one copy let alone yeah, the the, the new release section at target didn't even have detective pikachu returns out when yeah. i went this weekend it didn't even have a spot for it i'm like i know they've got it because the target app says that they have it but like the whole new release section is empty you might see like a ea sports fc like tucked away in the back there i'm like dude like i remember when these were a big deal when a brand new game would come out for these stores but now it's just like sad the push, know, for, digital, like saying, the push like, for digital media <sighs> We had it so good, mate. The, just like going to a store and they just had all the games. You're just like, all right, I can just buy any one I want. Man, we watched the physical gaming industry fall over the past 10 years and become like half aisles at the store or like everything is kind of just shoved inside a glass case. Whereas like, you know, some stores would have it so you could like pull the the cases off the shelf they might mm-hmm. be hooked up or something you could like flip through cases and there might be a different ps3 game behind there like there might be a copy of lair with a copy of folklore behind it even mm-hmm. though it was in the lair spot i'm like dude oh and like toys r us used to have like this section oh um where they would just have players guides stacked up and you I could swear, just like isn't flip toys r- isn't toys r us making a comeback am i am i wrong about that well, they I have swore, a Toys R Us in Macy's. It's but like I hear, a fairly I hear big they're section. making like a, an official comeback. I don't know. That's what I've seen, sort of through the you know the cyberspace. I could see but... it being like a one-off thing, but I couldn't see them making like an like a like oh, no. where they'd put a Toys R Us in every couple of towns or something. No, it's just, I don't it will be the... like the last blockbuster on the world where like it's in one location, so you know people would just travel to go see it. It'll kind yeah. of, I think I see it like that. That's what I feel like it would be. And, like, we could, we could talk about, like, toys in the same way. Like, toy aisles at stores are just so pathetic nowadays. There's next to nothing at any Dude, given time. Like, it, it's, it's like, I would say modern toys now. Well, I would say modern toys now are not really toys. They're more of collector's items because they're so well detailed and they just so much articulation that it's just like, well, this is not even a toy. This is just... You know, and they've you could, got the prices to match that collectors. Some you know. some collect some companies, yes, but you already know how I feel about McFarlane. It's twenty bucks, yeah. twenty five bucks a figure, and it's pretty well articulated. I'm just like, this is well deserved. You know, I would gladly pay twenty five bucks for this for this figure. But it's like, yeah, like back then, I mean, like I said, we they had a whole store just dedicated to toys. Just the Star Wars displays when a movie would come out, so, aisles and aisles. There's a there. The, the local Toys R Us used to have, like, a, a big open kind of square area right next mm-hmm. to the entryway, and that's where they would do things like the Star Wars Episode 1 displays, Episode 2 displays, um, or whatever the big summer movie was. They would do a whole, like, that entire quarter of the store pretty much would be, you know, full of figures and other merch that they could just, just 
pile in there as much as they could. Mm-hmm. And now you like now now Star Wars toys might share a, a few maybe a foot or two of shelf space with Indiana Jones, Turtles, Jurassic Park just on one half aisle. I'm like, dude. Yeah. Oh, well. <sighs> didn't know we'd be hitting the feels. <laughs> this, this. <laughs> I didn't think that Sweet. question would get go that deep. It always goes deep here on Markers on the Map, the weekly podcast gaming adventure. Where this week, this week, I don't know. We might hit a personal record on the podcast. I don't know, depending on how it goes, because I have decided that before we get into our like special Halloween episodes, Spider Man, Mario Wonder, and our episode one fifty special. We need to tackle this list I've had piled up of things that I've played. A lot of things I've played that I have just a little bit to say about. Mm -hmm. Um, Games that we meant to talk about and have been on the list, like the topic list at any given time. But like, as you know, once we get going on something, it's real hard to move on if we're having a good conversation. Um, So like, I always put things that I have a little less to say about aside. But before we get started, my name is Daniel. And I'm here with my good friend and co-host Robert, to whom the question remains: How you doing? I'm so tired. I am uh, also. I, <laughs> I am also so tired. I am so tired. I am so. Uh, it took me, and we could both. This this statement is for both of us. It took us. It took me an hour to get out of bed because I'm just like I'm so tired. And, but I was just like, yeah, all it's right, it's been a week. Yeah. That is for sure been a couple but it, it's fine you know same old just busy and, and tired what about yeah. you uh i am in the i am in the same boat uh i'm i've i've had a week it's been a very like wearing week i'm i'm worn out and i come home and i get to do my second job which is grinding out the modern warfare 2 battle pass <laughs> oh, you see, you're, you're probably farther than me in the battle pass i i am very much i'm like 40 uh, like three percent I'm at like 56, I think, oh. as of this morning. Oh my I goodness. just want it off my plate before Game Again happens. And Game Again is part of the reason why we're taking a, a break from recording episodes after 150. Because, um, I don't know, I need to slow it down a little bit. Because mm-hmm. a lot of this... Like, I was thinking before we recorded, since we have started this podcast, this has been my least varied week of playing games because usually I try to play like four or five different things for a little while every week, just things that I'm in the middle of or things I want to try out on Plus or anything. I've literally only played Call of Duty this week and, you know, an hour or two of Fall Guys and then I grinded out the entire Street Fighter VI uh, Halloween Battle Pass because the way I do that, I can do it in, you know, a couple hours. But yeah, it's been it's been a Call of Duty kind of week, so I kind of have to like... And same for you, too. And we had a big old Call of Duty discussion on last week's episode. So this week, I feel like the list the list must be tackled. Plus, we've got a little, a couple little bits of news. So, like, again, the list is something that I don't have a lot to say about. Some of these I would actually like us to do entire episodes on in the future, but mm-hmm. not the immediate future, like the near future uh, or the distant future. Um, well, let's start with Sonic Frontiers, which got its final update. Um, as you recall, Sonic Frontiers was my runner-up to Game of the Year last year. Mm-hmm. Um, it it has got, uh, like, really, like, huge, three huge DLC updates for free over the course of the year. And this last one is the most substantial. It adds the ability to play as 
Amy, Tails, and Knuckles in a modified version of the Final Island mm-hmm. where they each have their own unique move sets. They each have their own levels and everything. They each have their own tasks to achieve. Um, and then you play as Sonic and Sonic does new cyberspace levels and he'll do new challenges that are like combat challenges and new enemies and everything. It's a really substantial update. It's got new music everywhere. Like there's a new Knuckles theme in here, new Tails theme, new Amy theme, new themes for everybody. But here's the problem with it. On the surface, this is an amazing update. Maybe one of the greatest free content updates in recent memory because not only is it free and you'd think okay this might be like two hours long or something as a story exp- no this feels like it's like a 10 hour thing um if you're doing everything but the problem i have with it is that it's not a case of being out of practice with sonic frontiers because from time to time i do go back in and redo the cyberspace levels the difficulty on this is unimaginably high even on easy compared to the base game to the point where I feel like the the Sonic team and the developers of Sonic Frontiers probably like, okay, they've been playing this game all year. They're pros at this game. Well, what about us who might play, you know, an hour every couple of months to just do the stages? Okay, mm-hmm. that's kind of like wild to make something as difficult and frustrating as this is. Um, so I feel like the DLC might demand a full replay. Um from myself because i don't know about you when i play a game and i don't play it for a long time and then i go back to it either to pick it up for a while or to replay it i usually need to brush up on my skills it's it's not like call of duty where it's just like they're all the same so you know what to do it's like with with a game like a sonic or a mario 3d platformer you kind of have to refresh yourself on all the movement all the tricks all the stuff like Mm. that and one thing i will say is that they so Sonic Frontiers has an island where you have to climb up a variety of towers and they have checkpoints and everything on this DLC, at least the first one, because I've done the first one. It is just this like five to 10 minute climb, it feels like. And it's really tricky with a lot of things that are meant to knock you down. And there's no checkpoints on this. So I had to climb this tower like the first time I was so upset because I was almost at the top. And then just like something came into contact with me, an obstacle. Like it wasn't just a random thing, but it was an obstacle that I just missed the timing for. And I had to redo the whole thing. Not a big fan of something like that. You know, I don't like to redo Mm. long-winded things in games. I think it's just generally anybody who doesn't like to do long-winded things. Like, it happens to me with vinyl bosses on, like, 2D games. Like, I will mess up on the last hit and have yeah. to redo the whole thing. And just endless frustration. But, uh, yeah, Sonic Frontiers, you can fly around as Knuckles. You haven't been able to do that in a video game for many, many years. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's something that I think I would have to do a full replay of. The, the cyberspace stages that they've added have, like, time limits, and it's just so much more difficult than the first to where you're thinking like it, it feels like the super mario bros 2 japanese version to sonic frontiers super mario bros i guess that's the easiest comparison to make <laughs> i have on here more modern warfare 2 because okay. i wanted to mention to you that this morning i finally tried smgs because i was like man i'm getting sick of call of duty modern warfare 2 let me change to a different you know weapon i can see that the 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 ttk is that what we'd call it ttk time it 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 does take a little less if you're closer but i'm finding the accuracy to be a bit 
wonkier for me. And I did accidentally load my assault rifle up and I was like, oh, I'm doing so good. And then I realized, oh, I'm not using the SMG. So it's like, maybe it's a case of I've been running this, you know, weapon for 30 hours. Um, but I'm getting sick of it. So I need to switch because like one thing I was saying about Modern Warfare 2 is like, it's definitely going to make me never want to play Call of Duty again. <laughs> well, I've, I've been maxing out. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll pick one weapon, max out its level, and then just switch to another weapon. That's that what class. I need to start so, doing. That's so what I decided done, to do. I already done two assault rifles, so I'm on my third. So it's like I will do all that class, and then just like at some point, you know, it will just just so you know to have an objective while playing. Like okay, I'll just use this weapon to also see which weapons I guess work. I like I work well with you know, just like I do very well yeah. with this and not you know this one and that one, blah blah. But um, I didn't realize this. There's night maps. There's there's matches that yes, case- black gold, black gold. I didn't know that. I so, that's so, the one I don't like. <laughs> I I booted up and I'm just like okay, and then it's like wait, night vision. I was just like what? I was like all right. Yeah, there's I, that's one map. of the ones I was telling you last week that I don't like because I just it's all right. It, it fundamentally changes like the visuals, and for me, that's just like it, it's just a bother. You can turn the night vision off, but it's like pitch black um unless you're in a building with light on and then which case it just looks like a normal call of duty map but mm-hmm. yeah that's like my second least favorite right next to the the border one on the on the highway which yeah i played that one again last night terrible terrible <laughs> <laughs> um but i am looking forward to you know the skeletor stuff and everything anyway pokemon the teal mask just to keep us rolling here this mm-hmm. is gonna be rapid fire um so i don't have too much to say on this i haven't I finished the story of it, but I haven't quite delved into anything past that. Um, as we remember, Pokemon Violet is my game of the year for last year. Um, and I don't regret saying that, even though the game performs terribly. Um, and the reason I'm bringing up the performance is that, like, Teal Mask seems to me to run worse than the main game. Uh-huh. Not only that, they just haven't really fixed anything in the in the main game. One thing I will give them credit for fixing is the Pokemon storage. Um, the the Pokemon will load like almost instantly now instead of you having to wait bit by bit for the Pokemon icons to load. Um, the DLC feels small, but has a story that will seem to continue in the next one about your character meeting, you know, a brother and a sister, and you're on this like school trip. And you're discovering, like, these three Pokemon that are, like, the guardians of this island, but they're actually bullies to the Pokemon that's, like, everybody's, like, the ogre Pokemon that everybody's mm-hmm. afraid of is actually, like, the good Pokemon. Um, I haven't gone and caught all the, the, the legendaries yet. I You get the ogre pawn, like, towards the end of the DLC. Um, they brought back some cool favorites. They brought back Bellsprout. So I've had a shiny Bellsprout on Pokemon uh, Let's Go Eevee for years now. And Bellsprout has not been in a mainline game since that, uh-huh. um, uh, except Diamond and Pearl, but it hasn't been in a new generation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm finally able to like transfer that over. But I'm more, you know, waiting for the next DLC. But it's starting to get a little taxing with the performance. I feel like if the performance was a little better, I'd be more inclined to keep playing this. But with Pokemon, it's usually me getting locked in the the the, the monotony of shiny hunting and i'm not i'm not in the mood for that right now i'm playing call of duty <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a sentence i thought you would never say <laughs> well with see i missed the shiny method in 
Sword and Shield, because even though it was time-consuming, it worked. It was reliable, and I got, like, 20 shinies this way. With um, Scarlet and Violet, it's this whole, like, make this sandwich and then just, like, hatch eggs at a picnic. Mm -hmm. I hate doing that. Like, I liked the simplicity of Sword and Shields, even though it was a little more time-consuming. Because, man, I've been trying to do Shiny Toad's Cool in Pokemon Violet for ages, and I cannot get a Shiny Toad's Cool. I just want a Shiny Toad's Cool, man. He's real cool. And and I don't want him because... I I want him because his evolution is, like, this bubblegum-colored... Toads bubblegum <laughs> and taffy <laughs> but yeah pokemon the teal mask keeping it going here saints row <laughs> oh my i was like what oh yeah um saints row oh my god to say the least to to say the very i don't know least. i don't know if we should just leave it at that um <laughs> there i liked saints row 4 robert the classic Saints Row Four. Yeah, it was okay. It was a soup. It was a version of Infamous that was like one of those you didn't know how good it was until <laughs> until later. Like oh, yeah, man, we had a good. Yeah, we had a good back in Saints Row Four, um, Robert. Oh boy. Here's here's the thing. I understand the development. There's an appeal here to it. Has shut down. Volition, that, yeah. That is never good. That obviously it's just like that puts out a lot of people out of work, and that's not a good thing. Now, look, I don't necessarily think that Volition shutting down was caused by Saints Row or even Agents of Mayhem. It, it, it Agents of Mayhem is a whole different not, story, but this is like the embracer it. thing. It, it it also did not also help because if it if they at least made Saints Row, they would be like, okay, we have an argument. Like we did make something pretty great. When it comes to a project like this. There's not really one group or individual you can really blame on. It's a whole just studio team effort. It's, you know, everyone involved. Um, yeah. Look, I'm okay with a game in, that releases in the modern day that is supposed to feel like it's from the past. Mm-hmm. There are games that come out like Dusk or Proteus that are supposed to feel like doom like mm-hmm. you're playing doom in the late 90s or quake or quake even quake 2's mm-hmm. remake it's like Turag. that is supposed to feel like that saints row i don't think was supposed to feel like a very floaty double a game that is coming off the he, ps2 era this i i i can get the most how should I say? I can get a game that has not the best reviews, and I will still find some type of enjoyment inside it. There's plenty of games I, you know, I can say that like it's not the best review, but I can find some type of enjoyment. Like a Warriors game, even like Single Kupasara for PS3. IGN gave that like a three back in the day. It's one of my favorite PS3 games. It's so good. Yeah, it and it's just like I, I thought Back for Blood was bad, but this is just Saints Row is just not playable. No, I I gave it, like, an hour, and I just... The first mission really did not sell. No. Like, the customization is fine, but, like, we've seen the customization that Street Fighter VI and, you know, Cyberpunk has, and we're like, that is a cut above. Yeah. I I don't... I don't want to... I don't want to dog on the game. I don't want to drag it, because it's just, like... No, no, no. It's already I don't think we played enough to, like, literally have, like, the harshest criticisms, but when a game makes, like, that kind of first impression... It's like, I really can't see myself even, you know, pressing on to the second story mission. 
I'm de- I'm definitely on that. I think it's it's that too. And I also say this is just like just to kind of wrap it up. I'm definitely not the person to be like. Trust me, it gets good after three hours in. I'm like, I got. I'm not spending. I'm not willing to spend three hours just to see if something gets good. Like, I think most things should be at least grabbing your attention within the first couple minutes. Like, okay, this is getting my attention in the first couple minutes. Let's see, you know, a bit more to see if I'm into this. I don't yes, think it should take something three hours. Set up hours some for you. intrigue. Yeah, like, like the, the the Saints Row didn't even set up some intrigue. It didn't even give me something that I needed to. It was just like, oh, you're seeing the recorded footage of something on a cell phone, um, and then it delves into that Saints Row style humor that I just feel worked better with the superhero one in Saints Row Four. Um, I just I was I was very disappointed because there was a point when I was like I kind of want to check out Saints Row so I was kind of happy to see it show up for on, on Plus but yeah yeah it's a uh, just just to like Saints Row that all right next next Need for Speed Unbound oh, oh you're just hitting it with with all the all the heavy hitters okay let me explain something about Need for Speed you gotta explain yeah. It is mechanically competent. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I appreciate the handling. Like, I'm, I'm used to the handling of, like, Rivals and 2015. Even Payback has fine handling. Say what we will about Payback. Like, you can tweak the handling and everything, but it just seems like something's slightly off with this, but it's still a competent game. It mm-hmm. looks phenomenal. It's the first Need for Speed, I believe, to run at 60 frames right off the gate. Um, I really like the cartoon effects that you can put on the cars. Like, if you do a jump, your car might get, like, a cartoon angel wing pop off mm-hmm. of it. Um, I like the cel-shaded art style of the characters. It makes them re- look like Spider-Verse almost. Like, that level of, like, facial expression that... Mm-hmm. Like, my character looks like Gwen from Spider-Verse. Um, okay. But, it has but. to be said, the game just feels designed to not let you... To stop you from having fun or having more um you are limited to uh like if you have a b rank car you have to do b rank events that makes sense sure but like the amount of money you get from these events is so paltry so minuscule and the game seems to be tailored to you just getting by rather than like having a bunch of money because the ai seems to be so frustratingly difficult i'm playing on like the casual mode and i cannot win a race in this game it's Uh not a case of me being bad at racing games i'm not it's a case of the ai (laughs) you really stress that i'm not bad i'm not look i've i've done so well in things like the old need for speed games i've got platinums in many racing games i've got first place in all races in split second and the rubber banding in that game was no joke either but in this, it's just like too focused on the grind, mm-hmm. and you've and it's it's got this stressful thing where it's like if you don't have this car by the end of the week, you can't do this race, which means you'd have to start repeating days. But the problem is the cars cost so much. If you're winning seven thousand dollars for you know getting first place, which means you're usually winning three thousand dollars for getting third or fourth place, and the cars cost. for the rank you need by the end of the week and because you don't have cars in another level you can only do like one race in the daytime and maybe two at night that's bad and then like there's other events like events where you're like crashing through like colored boxes or like drift events and it Mm -hmm. just that highlights 
the, the portions of the game that I don't think are well done because it seems very slow and boring when you're doing that. And, and then the races, you're just frustrated the whole time. And if you're not playing on casual, you can only retry the races like one time or two times. On casual, you get 10 retries to maybe get higher than third or fourth place. But if you mess up one little teeny tiny time, it's it feels worse than Hot Pursuit's remake where if you hit a rock on the road, you are definitely mm-hmm. not getting first place. This is just like if you accidentally steer the wrong way, it feels like you're completely gone for the rest of the race. And and like like I said, buying the cars, it's too much money. And then uh, versus what you're getting. And then the online mode is separate. So you're having to buy cars online and do you, it's not integrated <laughs> together like the like like rivals was. It's <laughs> literally like the online progression and the battle pass system of this is separate from anything you do in the story. And I really hate that. Man, you, you're going off. I mean, like, it's, it, it is a big issue, though, to, to like to go off on. It's such a need for speed does this thing now where I feel like it takes not just it'll take it's two steps forward but then it'll take four steps back it's not this one two i got something to say i got something to say real quick look how good we had it back then (laughs) oh man oh underground underground two most wanted car oh man even as far as rivals in 2015 those still felt like very competent arcade racers that wanted you to have the cars instead of wanted you to feel (laughs) like you were low on cash so you couldn't buy a car so you had to grind it out oh man i remember i remember Need for Wanted, the only issue I had about with the money in the cars was just like I just didn't have enough storage in my garage to buy yeah. more cars. Or it's like, oh, well, I don't got no more. I don't got. It's not that I got more money. I don't got no more storage. Yeah, and look, this this game has like a betting system where it's like, oh, I'll bet so I can get five hundred extra dollars if I can beat this guy at the race. Mm-hmm. But if you lose to that guy, you'll lose the bet money. So it's like, come on. <laughs> I played this game for like. 10 hours and i only have the one car mm-hmm. and i have nowhere near enough to get the second one and if you're not upgrading your car you're not going to get first place anyway because there's a whole entire suite of upgrades where you upgrade your garage to get better parts it's like you could literally do it as a car pg mm-hmm. where <laughs> you know like the older ones like underground 2 like a car pg um and just do the one car but the game is throwing you the 140 or whatever cars at you every time you go into the garage. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I would love to have this car. Guess not. I just am constantly either losing races because my car is not good enough. And even if you're my, like my car is good enough and I'm still not able to get first places on easy. And then just the way that the police chases work in this game is that it's like on site at like every corner. It's another chase. I'm like, I'm sick of it. I had to drop it, at least for Mm -hmm. the time being. Maybe it'll be better in the future, but look, it's been a year almost since that game came out. I don't see anything fundamentally changing about it. Um, It actually does sound like it was worse in in a lot of these aspects at launch. So if this is the fixed underground, (laughs) then I'm glad I got it on the great sale. Oh, yeah. Unbound. Unbound. (sighs) Did I say underground? You said underground. (laughs) Unbound. How dare I sully the name of Need for Speed Underground? <laughs> but yeah, uh, yikes is is I guess the 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 prominent yeah, word, the, the prominent word. word in my mind. Yikes! Yeah. All right. Now the next thing on our topic list is attack the list. So here we go. Uh, this was months ago, mind uh-huh. you. 
I replayed Metroid Fusion. This uh-huh. is one of the ones I would like us to probably sit down and play um, together at one point for an mm-hmm. episode. So I'm not going to say too much. Um, having not played it for a, I usually tend to play this every year or so, um, but I hadn't for a couple of years. I forgot how entirely brisk it was. Like there were things that I remember as a kid showing up like three or four hours in that are literally there like 45 minutes into the game. Um, and if you're, if you've, if you're replaying Metroid Fusion, a lot of it, like a lot of Metroidvania games are like, oh, I remember this part, that part and whatever part comes next. But this particular replay I did, it's like when Nightmare came out, I was like, man, I don't remember Nightmare coming out like the one hour mark. I usually remember him coming out like the 145 mark. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it just spirals towards the ending. Um, Metroid Fusion is a brisk, but beautiful, crisp, like fantastic romp of two to three hours with no fat to trim probably around 15 or 20 boss fights that are all memorable and a soundtrack that for you know the past 21 years has been living rent free in my head um after i replayed metroid fusion i went and replayed metroid dread i did that all in one day i was a little more frustrated this time because the map i i didn't want to use a guide this time it's probably my third or fourth time running through it but it, there's just some parts of that game that are so confusing. Um, but they did add like a more casual mode that I tried this time because you know I'm not gonna go straight into the like the brutally difficult Metroid Dread after not playing it for a couple years. Um, it was very fun. It's probably still my favorite Switch game to date. But I don't have too much to say. We did a Metroid Dread episode back in 2021 called Filled with Dread. Um, it was like two years from this episode. Probably it's like a, it was a, an October episode. Let's see. What else to make me run out of breath here real quick? <laughs> Batman the Telltale series. What about I've it? been wanting to talk about this. Okay. But what? there's just been so much. This is a great Telltale series. Um, the story is interesting. I'm not going to spoil any of it. But I do like you playing as Batman and Bruce Wayne. And, like, the dynamics that of them interacting with the different characters. Like, you might meet somebody as Bruce Wayne. You might go to somewhere as Batman and it might look differently. Um, so it seems like as I played it, there was a lot of different choices that could made, which would be good for replay. I think the one weakness is that it's kind of boring, kind of like connecting the, the, the crime scene clues. Um, especially after something like Arkham City or Arkham Knight, where you'd have this whole area where you'd be like rewinding things and finding little things in, in, in the Telltale series, you're kind of just making connections. Um, but it's got some interesting takes on the lore of Batman. And I'd say if you're a fan, I haven't played the sequel, but the first one is pretty cool. Midnight Suns. I got maybe five or six hours into Midnight Suns. You played it? Yeah, I've, I've played it. Um, okay. It's not my type of game, as we know. A mm-hmm. like, it, not even saying it's a card game. It, like, there are cards in it, but that's just the way that the the tactics level gameplay works. It's not awful and uneasy. It's not too bad, but it is just a lot of different currencies and upgrades and doing a, di- a bunch of different tasks and doing a social sim and raising friendship levels and making sure every mission you do this that and the other thing and then you take these characters and level up these characters at its core there's a good strategy game there around it there is a good not strategy game however for me it is just a case of it is just too overwhelmingly it quote unquote a lot of stuff 
And that I just shut down with stuff like that. I shut down if I'm having to keep remembering to do this and that and go t talk to this character and go pet the dog to get the heart points from the dog because, of course, you get heart points from that. And, like, level up your cards and all that stuff. And it's a lot. Mm -hmm. This is something I would need as, like, the sole game I played. But as we know from Game Ageddon, that is not going to happen anytime soon. Uh, Sonic Origins Plus. I bought this DLC. It was uh -huh. ten bucks. It added Amy to um, Sonic Three and Knuckles. I played through as Amy. It was very fun. It also added her to like the other games as well as Knuckles in Sonic CD. Mm -hmm. And it added the Game Gear games. The Game Gear games are not very good. <laughs> I've played a couple of them before. Isn't this Sonic uh, Pinball? Sonic Spinball. There might be a Game Gear version, but that was a Genesis game. But is it on there? If, if there's a Game Gear version, I think, but if there's not and I'm just misremembering, then no, it's not. But it was on, like, the um, Sega collection that came out with a couple years back. Um, there is a Sonic game for the Game Gear that has, like, the same graphical style as Donkey Kong Country, though, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, but other than that, hey, man, playing as Amy in Sonic 3, I could go for that. I love Sonic 3. Check out episode 100 of Markers on the Map. We talk all about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Ridge Racer 5, I'm going to hold on to for uh, 150. Hint, hint. Um, Ultimate Alliance 3. Man, I haven't talked about this one in a minute. I bought the DLC. I played through most of the DLC. I have not gone back. I need to go back. Uh, talk about the grindiest game of all time. Like, uh, if you thought mm -hmm. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 was grindy, <laughs> let me introduce you to my friend Ultimate Alliance 3. Uh, okay, time crunch here because we still got some news. Twisted Metal 1 and 2. Played these on PS Plus. 2 is better. Uh, <laughs> the PSP version of Twisted Metal has the live action cutscenes that were cut from Twisted Metal 1. Those are wild. Go watch them on YouTube or something. Um, I still like Twisted Metal 2012 the best. Uh, great game. SnowRunner. <laughs> Have we hit? Have we broken a record yet for how many games you talked about on one episode? I think this probably has breaking that record. We've gone. I know there lot. was one early on where we did like seven or eight, but I feel like we're well past we're that well level. Past that. <laughs> um, Snowrunner, uh, very difficult truck simulation game in the snow. Easier than Mudrunner. I want this. This is a game where you have to accept that you're not going to make any progress if you just sit there for an hour. This is a game you're going to have to make small little bits of progress over for days and days and days and feel good about that because it's very challenging. Like my truck will get stuck in that snow every time I, you know, push the gas and I will have to take out that winch tool and I will have to hook it on that tree and I will have to pull that truck out with that winch tool. Uncharted 4 style. The game. The movie. The show, the series, the comic, oh, the book. Oh, it is a movie. I forgot there's a movie. <laughs> I forgot the movie came out. You know, I keep forgetting there's a Borderlands movie in development. I always forget. Oh, yeah. I think it drops next year. Um, supposedly. I, I supposedly. Forget. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. I digress. You talk about, you're talking about a good game called Borderlands. We got Borderlands news. But before that, oh. Remedium Sentinels. Remedium Sentinels. That's the one that's like an N64 robot version of Vampire Survivors. I showed you a clip of this where all that craziness was happening 
and what can I say? We played Vampire Survivors. Um, it's not as good as Vampire Survivors, but it does have a great aesthetic. And I hope in the future it'll get some new content. Although I feel like that might be unlikely, so maybe somebody will do a pastiche of Remedium Sentinels. Um, Lost Judgment. I played through this in like a week. I really liked the story. Didn't do any of the side content, which is weird for a Yakuza or a Judgment style game. But the story was really dark. It involved something that a lot of stories like in gaming don't touch upon, which is the effects of like bullying at schools. So it really did get dark with a lot of that stuff and a lot of the people like the like the the teacher that was involved in like stopping the bullies or like you know i'm not going to spoil lost judgment on this podcast it is very much a story that deserves to be seen but if i was going to criticize the main conceit of this game it is that you pretty much know the case and who done it at like the three quarters mark so that leaves the last 25% or so of the game just being like your usual let's track this guy down mm-hmm. but this guy shows up sometimes you're working with this guy and then there's another person that's behind everything but you already knew that so it's a it's a lot now i remember earlier this year i played the first judgment and didn't finish it but watched the story on youtube i will say that the story of the first one is is a little bit better but this one is definitely like a very fluid game, a worthy sequel, and a great modern, you know, Yakuza spinoff. Fortnite. <laughs> I tried Fortnite mo- like a month ago, I think. <laughs> it was. Um, we don't have to talk about it, but it was the last thing on the list. So, like, it's a good thing to cap off the list with. For Oh, well, um, I mean. I, I did buy a skin. The Bumblebee Army, is coming to Fortnite. Oh, <laughs> Bumblebee. I want candy. Bumblebee and Taffy. <laughs> and Megatron. But no Soundwave or RC. Speaking of Transformers, I told you yesterday. Can we please will them not to do a Transformers season of Call of Duty? I can't do it again. I just can't. <laughs> but I mean, wouldn't wouldn't just wouldn't it no, just be put cool it in Fall Guys. Put it in Fall Guys. See, you'll play please. Fall Guys. I will play Fall Guys. Fall Guys is a time-based thing. Oh, Fall Guys. I've been playing that too. Battle Pass. Halloween costumes. There's like eight bonuses this time. It's wild. Anyway, I think I did the list. That should be (laughs) it. Now, the news. There's some real bad news and real good news. Let's start with the bad. The Wii U and 3DS online services are set to end in April of 2024. Mm-hmm. that's kind of a bummer we've seen this happen with a few other things before but like let's see the wii u at that point would have been 12 years and the 3ds would have been 13 years online yeah they had good runs yeah their shops are closed of course but like this means the end of the original mario kart 8 this means the end of splatoon this means the end of pokemon mm-hmm. um you know x and y and all that stuff of which we'll do drip in a second. I didn't forget. Um, but I just wanted to bring that one up at like the start here to kind of segue that. But yeah, it's it's sad to see that the Wii U and 3DS online are, are shutting down. I don't like when that happens. <laughs> now thinking about is the Mario Maker, all those levels are basically going to be gone, right? Oh, yeah. Unless they are that, already. Like, like, I don't know. Did Mario Maker someone, shut down already? Someone should. Like when 2 came out? I don't think so. I think Wait, aren't still... all the ones from 1 playable in 2 though? 
I hope they are. Hopefully, they're. They I do. feel like they are. They might okay. be like fun. Some of them might be fundamentally changed by like the changes in Mario Maker Two. But I believe that it started with the ones from one as like searchable things. But man, like that's not a game that very many people are like invested in anymore. It mm-hmm. seems like that one kind of came and went, which is also a sad thing. But yeah, I hate to see a an entire you know their eighth gen ecosystem kind of like go, but. I guess it had to happen at some point. We're, yeah. we're getting a lot more like Switch successor rumors as well. And my hope for Switch 2 or whatever they end up calling it is that it just builds off their infrastructure of Nintendo Switch Online. Like if you're already a member, then you don't have to wait for them to drip feed the games out to you again. You just take your existing expan- like expansion pack app and you've got those N64 games, those Game Boy Advance games from the start. Um, that's feels like what they might be tending towards. So like crossing my fingers here. But before we do any other news, Pokemon Drip, X and Y, Clement, 5th Gym Leader, Electric Type. He has this, like, blue and yellow jumpsuit, and he's got the little cables coming out with, like, the, the cloud claw and the sun thing. And I am going to guess that this might be the first big miss of X and Y, because I'm not a huge fan of the design from a Drip standpoint. Yeah, okay. Like I can I can like I don't think it's a bad design, but I do understand your point of it not being like drip. Like thematically it works. Like these are thematically great. However, like it's not the drippiest thing Clement could have put on this morning. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it's not that it's not drip, but does it work for him? That's that's my question. Because it's not it's not terrible. I still think it's a pretty good design. It's just it, is it his style, or is he trying to put on a style that... I don't know. It's one of those things where I, I can see the argument that it not be... He's definitely drip. like a Dexter's Lab type of character, like your scientist mm-hmm. character. Like, it works thematically with him, as well as with being the electric-type gym leader, but I'm not feeling it. I think the best compliment I could give is that I feel like if they were pants with those, like, yellow stripes on it, that would be pretty cool. Like... Instead just the, the two colors the yellow with that muted I, blue i like i think the baby blue color being so just predominant all over and how how young he is design wise just makes him look like a baby that's what my <laughs> kind of issue is with it it's just like he's just that's why i'm saying he's got this dexter's laboratory vibe yeah going like with it, it makes him look just sh- like like a, like, a, like, like, a, like a baby it's just like that's that bright baby blue color is just like it doesn't which I find he's he's a kid, but it's just like you're at least I would assume this is his, in his early teen years, not like a meant to be a five. He is a Pokemon gym leader. So yeah, it's like I'm pretty sure this is meant to be. Yeah, it's like all right, like it just it just looks like a baby threw on some clothes and like I'm going to be a gym leader. <laughs> DD, <laughs> I give Clement a one point five Badoofs out of five. I don't think I'd be that harsh. I think I'd give him. I, give, I still give it like a two, maybe like two and a half. <laughs> okay, so not that harsh, but like still pretty hard. It's like compared to five. All right, do you want? I I, I was thinking three, but I'm like, but it, it's just. It doesn't I wouldn't give him a three. Yeah, I'd argue like, against the three. <laughs> that's saying if I gave him a three, you would argue against it. I'd give him the two and a half. Yeah. Um, I think the rest of the design, I, I'm, I'm forgetting who the end was, but I think the next two are like pretty up there, but we shall see. So continuing on with the news though, a um, few more things. So the Jim Ryan thing, the Unity thing, the Microsoft leaks thing, 
those I feel at this point are so exhausted in being talked about by the news sites and other podcasts. Mm-hmm. And we are definitely not the foremost authority on discussing those things um, with all the research that involves in that. Um, so like those are new stories to explore in other avenues. Um, mm-hmm. But there were some epic games layoffs like we like we said last week and Mediatonic was affected by this. Um, I was going to bring up that, you know, Fall Guys is a huge part of my life and it has been for, the, for you know, the past two years. It's become one of the most comforting things to me, something I know I can go to and have a great time if I'm feeling down or whatever. Um, so I just wanted to touch on that as part of the Epic Games layoffs. Again, that is another news story that, like, has been covered just ad nauseum by the big news sites. I mean, like, when mm. our news list of, is full of things that are news stories on CNN and Forbes, it feels like we're a little out of our league talking about it in our more brisk news style on our humble little games podcast. Um, and then Mortal Kombat 1 on Switch, we... I mean, what else can be said? Except, hopefully, they fix it. <laughs> oh, now, <laughs> boy. Um, but there are a few things that are, like, pertinent here. Batman Arkham on Switch has been delayed from coming out, like, the the day after this podcast goes up mm. or something. I think it was, like, maybe, like, this Friday um, to December, I believe. Makes me wonder if it's going to add more games to the cart or if it's going to improve the frame rate. And I talk about frame rate because Borderlands 3 just dropped on the Switch and runs at a surprising 45 to 60 frames per second on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Now... The trade-off is probably that the graphics are a lot lower than they are on, you know, the PS4, PS5 version. But to have something run that well on the Switch that chugged and chugged and chugged on the PS4, I think is very impressive. So Borderlands 3 for the Switch might be something I try out in the near I mean, future. Borderlands 3 doesn't run 60 frames on the PS4. No, it doesn't even run 30 half the time. Yeah, so it's like, put that in perspective. Yeah, and you got this running on the Switch at 45 to 60. Now, the 60 is probably a rare thing. I'd imagine it hovers around 45 to 55 at any given moment. But, Robert, it's on the Switch. Yeah. That, that, that's that's the crazy part. That makes me cross my fingers and hope that maybe that's what might be being done to Batman. Because, look, the Batman games on console to this day have only run at 30. Even the remakes of Arkham Asylum and City on PS4 ran at 30. Night has always run at 30. It's Mm -hmm. like, if they could make at least the first two run higher than 30 on the Switch, that would be glorious. But our last news story is another story about fabled frame rates and the glory of 60 frames. Because somehow, someway... Red Dead Redemption 1, the PS4 version, running backwards compatibility on PS5 was quietly patched this week. And what did that patch add? I wonder. But a 60 frames option? Yeah, it had a 60 frames patch. No, no huge fanfare or announcement. It was just kind of like thrown on there. And that that is a physical release that comes out this Friday. (laughs) So my question is, it's like, why... Why, why wasn't this here from yeah. the start? Why what why was there like four weeks of this game being a thing where that wasn't you, you think they could have avoided all the negative press if this 100%. was just kind of there? Yeah. And if it only took a month, then it can't have been too hard because 
Yes, I understand patches take time, but patches take time a lot because from my understanding, it has to go through processes. Mm-hmm. Like a patch could happen quickly, but it does have to go through those processes of like certification and all that. So why? I'm baffled. I yeah, I, I don't know. It's just like it yeah, I wouldn't like 4K or whatever, that's fine, but it's just like I it wish did it was out of 4K frames. mode. But like 60 frames, please. Yes, but 60 frames for sure, for sure. Why wasn't this there in September when the game dropped? Uh, I don't know. Oh, you know, Redfall also got a 60 frames update. Really? You, you know, Redfall, the game that. Okay, so Babylon's Fall also had like single digit numbers on Steam. Maybe it's the games that have the word fall in it. But then I'm like, no, Fall Guys. Fall Guys has a very high mm-hmm. concurrent player count. And even Godfall had a really high count for what Godfall was. Maybe it's just the fact that they're live services. But then again, so was Godfall. So is Fall Guys. I don't know what it is. But Redfall got a 60 frames update. And I think that's where we can leave the news this week. <laughs> Do you think we've done an episode, Robert? I know it was a doozy. It should probably, I guess we can call this a cleanup episode. Yeah, I should wrap it up. Yeah, had to, you know, clean up the topic list because we've got a Halloween special. We've got Spider-Man 2. We've got Mario Bros. Wonder. And we have a a more unique one for 150 um, that we will be delving into a different time period. Um, but for right now, we want to thank you guys so much for listening Please follow us on X at Markers on the Map and listen to us on Apple Podcasts where you can rate and leave a review. Give us five stars, please. Um, You can download an episode and subscribe. We are also on Spotify if you like to listen to your podcasts on Spotify. And we do like to end each of our episodes with a world-famous video game quote. And this week's quote comes from the fabled, a fabled 1990s classic. You know, Ellie, we really are the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Cowabunga Collection, and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Later.